Roleplaying Grenade is making an action horror podcast. Violent imagery, adult language, and graphic situations may occur. And as such, listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Role-Playing Grenade podcast. We are playing Knight's Black Agents by Kenneth Height, uh, distributed by Pelgrane Press. My name is Ryan, and I'll be your director this evening. Let's go around the circle and see who else we have playing tonight. Let's start with Wes. Hey, my name is Wes Johnson. I'm also playing Strom Alexander, the uh, former DEA agent, smooth-talking, better-driving face of the operation here. Who looks like Ryan Gosling? Jacob. My name is Jacob Harvey. I will be playing Yitzhak Samir, an ex Mossad agent whose things are arguably, at this point, uh, full of the remnants of methamphetamine, but mostly full of lighter fluid. You slipped a lot of that meth off last episode. All right, well, I'm just lighter fluid, man. <laughs> uh, Hunter. And by the way, he looks a lot like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> uh, I'm Hunter O'Gwen, and I'll be playing uh, Tane Waka, which is going to be my imitation of Taika Watiti doing his imitation of Korg, uh, doing this character. Um, and he is a uh, ex mortician uh, from New Zealand uh, who had to uh, flee after he was framed for the murder of his wife and child, and has taken to a life of uh, drugs and wild uh, uh, lack of inhibitions, with a uh, steady job as a patch man for mobs and other nefarious folk. He looks like a hungover deadly battery. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was going to say Wesley Snipes and Blade, but whatever. Potato. Now you guys haven't met that guy yet. Um, as always, you can find us at RP Grenade Pod on Twitter and at Roleplaying Grenade on Instagram. Uh, if you have any questions or insights, or if you just want to tell us how bad we are at this game, you can always email us at roleplayinggrenade at gmail.com. I, I, okay. I prefer constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah, please. If you're going to criticize, at least be kind about it. You know, I thought, uh, is that not or at least is that not standard when you make a podcast? You're the podcasting pro. Is that not standard? Just show us the error of our way, so we may remedy. I, only, I give it like four episodes before we're like, never fucking email us. Ever. Just keep <laughs> that to yourself. Okay, so as a brief catch up, you guys, the camera last saw you speeding away from. Regional Hospital, I believe number six is what it is called. Uh, having infiltrated, gathered some information on Dr. Emily Margaret. Um, Strom having revealed a previous working relationship with Dr. Margaret back in Berlin some years ago when he was infiltrating a kind of like a drug dealing skinhead gang. Uh, and she was, for kind of her own inscrutable reasons, probably vampiric, um, helping supply them with drugs for some reason. Um, you guys made your way in, performed a fake surgery on a dummy, 
and made Joy out having gathered information on where she lives and schedules. Strom set up a date for that evening. Is there anything else you guys want to do before we launch ourselves right into the scene? Shit, shower, shave, my friend. Shit, shower, shave. I think... So, Jacob, are you fairly caught up with where we've been? Not at all. Uh, you slept after the nightclub affair. Okay. They infiltrated a hospital. Um, uh, Tyson went back in to the nightclub, broke in, found uh, like a ledger with some records of money changing hands with dates of people. So they've basically been selling people off to someone. Uh, money had come from a doctor, Emily Margaret. Um, they tracked that doctor to a hospital across town. She is a, she's an American woman who has, you know, just by doing a quick Google search, they found that she worked in different spots around that. She's worked around the continent and around the world, um, kind of for brief stints at a time, almost doing like, almost like a guest spot doctor, you know, come in, work for a few years and leave contracting out and just traveling the world. They went into the hospital and what they could about her. Strom worked with her once a long time ago and revealed that. And they had kind of a brief little conversation and a flirtation and set a date for dinner this evening while they did that. Tane and Tyson, I believe, broke into medical records. Is that what you guys did? Yeah, I think that's what they did. And got where she lives. Yeah, they did it They did it electronically through the Wi-Fi. Yes. Like, he hacked us in, and then I just knew how to tra- how to traverse, like, you know, the medical files. That's dope. On our way out, Mr. Tane hit the uh, the supply closet to re- reach. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, fuck, I forgot. Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Get the dilated real hard there, bud. Yeah, some poor security guy is going to lose his job. Yeah, because you guys grifted somebody's uh, pass card. That's right. <sighs> Fuck, man. I forgot about all that. Oh, my Lanta. It's been a couple weeks. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> okay, so we can jut ahead a few hours. Strom has, you know, done the three S's. He's gotten himself ready for his date with Dr. Margaret. Um, Tane. What are you planning on doing? Um, first off, I'm going to um, offer him, uh, you know, an anxiety pill. Uh, maybe just like a half one, just enough to like just keep him calm and relaxed. You not really, you know, affect him too much. Just enough to, you know, make him really cool. I mean, he's already hyper cool, but I mean, like, he's gonna be super cool now. I've 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 dealt with cartel. I've dealt with the yakuza. You, I, I. But did any of those people suck your dick? I, I decline to answer that. <laughs> Thank you, Hunter. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <clears throat> Just saying, you know, things get a little more interesting. You know, I mean, facing off against a gun or when there's, you know, gouts of blood is one thing, but, you know, when you get your blood pumping, that's another. It's all the same to me. That's how I do so well. Wink. All right, that's all I got. Maybe uh, we can get uh, get one of those fancy earpieces, uh, make sure it's in there, and uh, if you get caught up, we can see I know the you. What? Um, if you don't know what to say, we could talk to you and you could repeat what we that say. That tells me you telling me what to say sounds worse than getting taken by a random person in the back of a trunk. Oh! No, fuck no, not me, mate. I'll sing Yisik. I reiterate my, <laughs> reiterate my previous statement. <laughs> Looks like she has a little hairspray in here. <laughs> Get candles. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to singe my date here. 
You said, I want you, I want you to describe the beauty of a fire. It burn eternally. Both fancy driver and him line, but also it in my heart. You see, he's a poet. You can learn from him. If I ever need to know exactly how much gasoline I can drink without dying, I'll ask. Um, what what would you say about like you know one 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 point two quarts? <laughs> I look over at you, it's like, just like. All right, <laughs> 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 oh, how how else can we help our good friend here prepare for his date? Can't believe I actually said that. Fucking crazy shit going on here. Blood suckers and tra- human trafficking and we're worried about some date. Well, we I'll to? be trying to get some information from her while we while we chat, of course. You are always more than welcome since we know exactly where she's going to be and we can stay in constant communication to when she's going to be returning home. Maybe you guys go check out her uh, place of residence. That? That makes more sense than trying to talk to you over the radio. Yeah, yeah it does. That's <laughs> why you're the brains. Okay. Um, you guys have her address. You know where she lives. Um, she lives in the Padil district, which is just kind of a, kind of a little out of the way area. She has a little two bedroom flat in a brownstone. Um, Would this be like a lower middle class? No, like 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 upper middle class. You know, it's the kind of neighborhood you'd see, kind of like tucked away. You know, for an American perspective, imagine like a nice brownstone in New York that has been cut up into a couple different, like, you know, different floors for apartments. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. so instead of having a, a three-story home, you have a story for yourself. Strom, your date is set for 8.30 at night. You know, kind of an upper-end French restaurant. Nice, not the most expensive restaurant in town, but nice, you know, on the on the upper-end scale. A nice, I said nice 37 times. A fancier restaurant for you. Probably nicer than you've been to in a little while. Knowing that you guys are going to go infiltrate the house, knowing that you're going to go meet at the restaurant. Last question, is there anything you want to do without having to drop in preparedness? All right. I want to grab my my uh, jumpsuit and official looking hat, clipboard with chain and pen. Like a plumber's outfit or okay. an electrician's outfit. A very bland, nondescript workman's uniform. Okay. Like to put on vest, color blaze orange. See? Okay. Yeah. The camera gets to set us kind of two side by side. I think we get a nice kind of split screen shot. Um, we see two cars pulling up to two different locations. One is the dart pulling up in front of this restaurant. It's got that. Uh, oh, uh, can't. I think. Can yes, we task Tyson to uh, check if her house has any security? Like. Is it like, is ADS protect this place type of thing? That is one thing we should probably talk about is what do we want to do when you guys are missing someone? Um, typically, you're missing someone and we could say, eh, they're asleep or eh, they're, you know, thrown into the back of a taxi cab and you have to have a car chase. Um, right now, I mean, how do you guys feel about, I mean, if we don't use anybody's points, do we want to have the opportunity? Do you guys run each other's characters, at least kind of in the background? I'd go with it. I mean, that's going to be the big push is we can't use points. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm not going to use somebody's points yeah. when I'm not here. That's totally fair. So if you want to, if you want to say Tyson is just kind of set up in a van down the road. Um, 
the only the only other issue. It'd be I more have like, is could it check like a uh, like danger. a registry of and and just see, hey, did she sign up and is part of a member of some like home security system? For sure. I mean, we can make that happen. Cool. Um, why don't uh, somebody uh, give me one of them? Uh, give me a D six for Tyson. All right. Yeah. Oh, a four. Oh. Wait, it's Tyson rolling. Okay. It's Tyson. Um, I uh, uh, thinking about uh, getting into this woman's how to uh, go ahead and sort of morosely roll a four. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyson gets a ping back, and he gives you guys a quick text, and it just says, "I don't see anything official out there." Maybe private, period. UNK. Um, and so we get this nice establishing shot of our two groups or our, our solo and our pair showing up two different locations. The dart pulls up to this restaurant, uh, La Belle Home. Don't criticize my French. Um, it's the kind of upscale French restaurant that has the canopy out front. Um, there, you know, you park up on the road just in front, and you are met there, standing outside. And she's got kind of this kind of sleeved, longer, a little more vintagey, retro-y, like, green dress um, that she's wearing. And standing in front of the door is Dr. Margaret waiting for you, Emily. Um, again, Emily, just for your reminder, looks like Parisa Fitzhenley. Um, she is in Luke's cage, in Luke's cage. She's in Luke cage. Um, she was Reva, the wife. She's in the center. If you've seen that recently. Um, but that's who she looks like. Can we face cast as, um, and as you pull up there and make eye contact, we get a cut and we get to see. Yitzhak and Tane. What are you guys driving in? <laughs> um, you said like it's all you, buddy. Uh, in throwback to childhood, uh, we drive in uh, Geo. <laughs> Lime green Geo. You guys pull up in this kind of rattly lime green geo um, to a street corner in a nicer part of town in the Podil. And you can see the address there um, up on the second floor. You know, you know which apartment is hers. On a quiet city street, there's trees that line the drive. There's a couple of street lights. It is kind of a restful Thursday night in Kiev. Um, the clouds are out. It's a little cloudy. So most of the light is coming from your street lamps um, and the occasional car that passes by you. There aren't many. You're in a quieter part of town. I would like to roll down a window and pull out the magnet and slap it on the driver door of the car that says uh, Debt Geo Alarm Services Incorporated. Okay. 
Um, do you have a? Is this like a? Do you have a, is this a company? Do you have any kind of cover here, or is that just a fun sticker? It's just a shit sticker. <laughs> Perfect. You got it from like one of those really shitty websites online that sends you like business cards and, and cheap magnets for like seven dollars. Yes. Perfect. Um, okay. Strom, you are at the restaurant. Um, you know, as you walk up, she takes you by the arm. You're led inside. Um, Emily goes to the maitre d' and they exchange a brief word and you guys get led back to a table and you're there. It's um, moderately busy. It's There's people seated all around you, seated all around you. The waiter brings you waters and menus and she just looks at you and says, so it's been how long? Of what? Going on, what do we, what do we decide? Almost six years, right? Something to that effect? Yeah, but what? Yeah, I think so. Six years? Berlin seems like a lifetime ago. If only we were that lucky. I'm glad to see you made it out in one piece. After... Ugh. After they got taken down, um... I was happy to watch them fail, but it was a bit of a disappointment at the time. I'm glad you made it out unscathed. Yeah, unscathed is a pejorative term, I suppose. I I got a few nicks and cuts here and there. (laughs) So, what have you been doing? Well, after Berlin, I was in Germany for some more time uh, in some of the more rural regions uh working my way just trying to find somebody that could uh afford me (laughs) and when when that kind of started going downhill i I got the hell out of country Uh, i was in russia for a while and then made my way to kiev so nothing but fun and adventure for you Well, adventure is definitely a word I would use. Not always the funnest times, but hey, we all got to get paid. We really do, don't we? But some sometimes our jobs are better than others. Well, sometimes we can do good with what we do, Cyril. It's not... I'm not here to make a buck. I haven't been for a very long time. Um... I don't know how much you know about Mr. Litovich, but we're doing great things. From what I understand, he's a very strong personality with a stronger ambition to change things. I think you're more right than you know. She kind of looks at you a little coyly. Um... I think she... Drop the waiter comes by and he kind of drops off. He takes drink orders and takes your menus and takes your food orders and makes his way back to the kitchen. And she looks down at her hands for a second and then she lifts her face up and looks at you and goes, So tell me how much you know, Ciro. Well, uh, I've been working mostly at at the dock as as i said before so you know i i get i get what's the best way to put it i get 
tidbits here and there. I, I, you know, I haven't been around quite long enough for them to pull me as far in as I feel like I deserve. But, you know, working in Odessa has, has had its perks. And uh, I know that we're working with, and I chuckle a little bit, a bit of a higher power. So that's all you know. Well, uh, before before our friend uh, Pavel uh, and his unfortunate incident, I helped procure the specimen. The hmm, yeah, we'll say specimen that he had on compound at the time. Really? Well, I help transport, I guess is a better word for it. Hmm. It's a interesting situation. It definitely not something I thought I'd see in my day, but there we were. Remind me how many flirting points you spent um, with her. I did you spend, did you spend both? Okay. Um, yeah. She stops and she looks at you and she says, Cyril, we've both lied to each other for a very long time. With where I am, working with Mr. Litovich, it was not hard for me to make a phone call and find out that the Shulkovs don't have any Americans working for them. Not in Odessa. Not in Kiev. If I was truly worried, you never would have stepped into this restaurant. What are you doing here, Cyril? He... And you can you can tell with I mean you've got a point in bullshit detector, you're trained. Yeah. She's got you pegged. She doesn't She's not lying. She yet. didn't call you Strom. Um, but she knows you're not working for the Shulkovs. She knows it. Well, Emily, <laughs> you are we're always resourceful, aren't you? I, I... I got dragged into some stuff that got a little over my head pretty quickly. And so I'm just trying to wade through and see exactly what the hell I'm in. How'd you find me? That was quite honestly a lucky coincidence. Following the breadcrumbs uh, got us to the hospital. I saw your name and I had to see you. I mean, she sits back. She takes a big, deep breath, and we're going to cut over to Yitzhak and Tain. You're outside the brownstone. You have set the magnet on your car. You've got bright vests and coveralls. Gentlemen, what are we doing? I uh, quickly duck down below the console and uh, snort a crushed up uh, uh, at Xanax. Oh, yeah, no, you won't. All right. Hey, cr- uh, cr- we do not condone the doing of illegal drugs, but I do find it hilarious. And then I, <laughs> uh, Tane passes over. Oh, yeah, you know, here you go, here you go. <clears throat> All right. Oh, man, I wish he had taken one of these before his fucking date. <laughs> it's all right, mate. We got this. And, uh, yeah, I step out of the vehicle and just walk confidently with 
clipboard and pen and outfit with what looked like a specialist in, uh, you know, freaking work vest. You get out. Do you just start walking up to the front door? Uh, I would like to look at the building and see if I can find the fire escape or perhaps an alternative. I want to find the meter. Yes. Yeah. I would like to You're going to find the, the meter. The meter. Okay. Then why don't you, Tane, why don't you give me a notice check? And actually, Yitzhak, I think that's actually might be the best for you. If you're looking for the best ways in, why don't you give me a notice, Yitzhak? Tane, give me an architecture check. Architecture? <laughs> I got nothing in architecture. So. I could be. I could maybe. I could look for the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna? I, I can. All right, yeah. Um, all right. I, 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 I slap your hand like a tag in. <laughs> I'll spend one point. Now spend one point. That's for three plus one for four. Okay. Not that hard. Um, this is a pre-Soviet building. This was built ninety years ago. Uh, um. Most of the gas that's put in here. And this building was probably done a little later. So you go around the building. You find the back side. There's a little alleyway that runs behind. Um, and there on the back of the building is a little gas meter. I, um, on the notice, I've got uh, uh, six plus one, seven. And what specifically were you looking for? Um, wh- wh- uh, just keep an eye out. Uh, yeah, it would be the kind of like scoping out like easiest entry while just kind of like looking over my shoulder every once in a while. Just kind of. Just once in a while. I don't want to make it look like I'm uh, uh, too obvious. Yeah. Um, so this is one in kind of a row of brownstones. Um, so you've got one, two, three, four. This is hers is on the corner. So you do have two sides of this building, the three sides counting the back and the alleyway that are available. The front, the side, and the back. The front and side are both fairly well lit up just by street lights, um, the occasional passing car. There's not a lot of movement on the street as you turn your head around. I mean, it is practically dead right now. Um, you hear and catch out of the corner of your Iowa car kind of going across on the cross street. You know, if you're running on the southeast corner of this block, you know, you see a car the next block over heading north-south. So nobody's near you, which is nice. Um, there are some older fire escapes. They look a little beat up, but potentially serviceable for getting up inside. The front door is right there. Um, it's got an old intercom system and it looks like there's a few windows in the back that you could try and get into if you needed to. No fire escape on the back. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and are there any like, uh, uh, furniture outside, like maybe dumpster or trash can or anything? Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's say there's some dumpsters on the backside. Just for, just for ease of access and, and looking for like. A different navigation yeah. points to like climb up into the building, and uh, when yeah, I scan man. everything, I'll uh, I'll go back to Yitzhak. Uh, I um, I've uh, I found a couple couple things. Uh, how how um, how's the things looking around here? Look like someone is stealing from me, or perhaps a gas leak. Or maybe there's more. Men can bring. Maybe there's more. <laughs> oh. Maybe they're just using more power than expected. Maybe something's going on, uh, going on down below in the basement area. Is there a like a cellar 
or like external. I guess that's very, very American. I don't know. Like, you know, external. Well, like a cellar? Yeah, like an, ex, like an outside entrance to a cellar. Let me do one quick Google. If I Google root cellars Ukraine, it says, uh, what's the pickle project? <laughs> Google that at your own risk. <laughs> All right, so there's a couple of back. Yes, let's say there is. On the back side by the dumpsters, you've got almost um, what I think of like a tornado mm. cellar entrance, you know, like like we're not Kansas anymore. Flappy, flappy yep, doors. Yep. Um, they are made of metal. There's kind of an old chain thrown through them with a padlock. They have not moved for a very long time, but they're there. Some kind of basement access is there. And it looks like the gas main probably goes down there. And there's some lines that run under the building in the basement. There's probably more than just gas mains down there, but that's what you can see. I mean, just okay, man, I can get us into basement. Eh? Follow this gas line. Gas Follow pipes and try to find the place. I like it. Plus, it'll look more natural that we're checking on the gas line. Uh, you know from the address that her apartment is the second floor. Hmm. The second of three stories. Perhaps if we go to basement, we can find service cellar. I like it. Let's see here. We got a padlock to deal with? Well, then who wants to give me an infiltration check on that? This guy. Sock it to me. Okay. We'll use two points on this. <laughs> two plus two for four. Okay. You get this lock open. It's old. It sticks. Um, But you get the padlock open. You pull the chains. And there's this unholy just... <laughs> screeching sound as you peel open this metal door and the hinges move for the first time in who knows how long. Um, But you get it up. There's enough room for you and Tane to get in. And you can just bring it right back down on yourself and drop your way in. Um... So you guys make your way in, and it is pitch black. I'm assuming you have headlamps. I will spend a preparedness for headlamps. You don't have to. We can. You'll have headlamps. You're doing a night infiltration. If not, I've got my cell phone with the cam with the light on. Yeah, you have lights. No matter flashlights or headlamps, your pick. You know. I just light a zippo. <laughs> <laughs> is it a just a zippo bait. and a cell phone light? Is that the two of you right now? Is just a zippo and a cell phone yeah. light, Luke? <laughs> It is very dark. Um, you start to yeah. move forward. Can, can I just, can I point out you're following a yep. gas line you may. with a Zippo? Yep. Enjoy. We're so, if it's not leaking, there's we're no so problems. We're so relaxed right now. Like, we're good. If That's true. If yeah. It's <laughs> That's a very good point. You guys are fucked up on Xanax. This is going to get a lot more interesting. <laughs> so, it is very dark. You do a couple quick steps. Yitzhak, you just kind of smack your knee into a low table that was just kind of set up there. You guys hear the sound of just like a shh of a bunch of newspapers falling off of this table. And as you look around, you can see there's a gas line that runs above you. And it runs as far as you can see with the cell phone light. Um, it looks like old storage. This has just been full of the effluvia of 80 years of, you know, you can see like Soviet Russia era magazines. You can see pre-Soviet Russia newspaper clippings that have just slowly molded into a corner. There's a chair that has just fallen into splinters. And there at the very far end as you make your way through, looks like an old service elevator. It's got that nice kind of chain gate that runs across. One of those really cool old, uh, like a pull, like a pull lever to get going to turn it on and off, you know? Looks like it was put in probably somewhere 
the 50s, you know, I mean, 20 years after the building was built, they put it in and ran all the way to the bottom and up. Um, so you have your access up. He really called it. Doctor. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, you called it, mate. You're good. You pull on the old, uh, you pull, whatever that large lever is called. If it's not called a lever, <laughs> I don't want to call it anything else. Give it a pull, and there is just this slow, shaking shutter as the service elevator moves for the first time in a long time. And you guys start to ascend up to the second Going floor. Going up? Hey, uh, you think you want a fresca? Oh, always. God. Always. It's, God the, it. it's the drink of choice for Eastern European men about town. <laughs> just fucking pull it out of my suit pocket, just like... <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by fresca. It's not really, but it'd be great. This pot. <laughs> if this podcast is not brought to you by Fresca at a certain point, it'd be so sad. Also we're gonna, brought we're to you by Zenit. <laughs> Unfortunately, this episode was not broadcast back in 1998. So <laughs> Man, the amount of times a kid I spent drinking grapefruit, grapefruit soda, whether Shasta or Fresca, I cannot count. So. I just want him back so bad. <laughs> I just want him back. Drink a squirt, my man. Nah, squirt's inferior. <laughs> That's like saying I want a surgeon. You'd be like, oh, have a Mountain Dew. Don't you fucking promise me that bullshit. <laughs> Here's a Mountain, mountain Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut back to Strom. You are sitting across from her, and she's just fairly well called you out. If you've gotten this far, then you know things that the average person wouldn't, don't you? That is a uh, very fair assumption at this point. Lidovich is a monster. And somehow he became a monster who realized how much good he can cause in this world. In helping him do good, some of us have become monsters too. Cyril. The women and men that I take from cities like Kiev and send somewhere else are like Henrietta Lacks. We've had successes. We've had a handful in 20 years, but if we can have more than that, if we can fundamentally change the human existence to end disease, to lengthen lifespans, to make human beings stronger and more durable and healthier and able to withstand punishment or cure cancer or whatever we can do, then myself and many others have agreed that we can damn ourselves for that. And Emily, I understand that, but I've seen some of these people, the people that can take the extra damage that can, you know, regenerate at will. And what's that cost? You talked about Pavel earlier. How'd you meet Pavel Ilyani? Uh, job gone bad. Cyril, did you help kill Pavel? I knew of the people that did. Or I know the people that did. The the nationalists. Give me a check. Give me a reassurance check. Just to kind of keep this flow of information coming. Uh, a check or a spend? Um, give me a spend. Ooh, I spend. I've got to stop gamifying the system like D&D where I'm like, oh, make a persuasion check because it's not how this game works and I keep trying to default there. Um, (laughs) no worries so yeah with that reassurance spend she just kind of she nods and she says 
they stumbled onto our operation the complete wrong way. And well, that's a different problem. When I first met Pavel, he was sickly and struggling. In simple terms, he didn't take a boat ride. He came to work for Mr. Lidovich directly. And the gift that Mr. Lidovich gave him made him superhuman. He took a, a struggling veteran of awful memories and awfuler deeds and gave him a purpose. I am sad that my friend is dead. But if we can do to the average human being without the process that Pavel had to go through, it's worth the sacrifices. There is something terrifying about about Lidovich and what he does and how he does it, which is why we have to succeed with what we're doing in Tripoli. We have to succeed. You're here, Cyril, because frankly, we have room now. And if you stumbled your way into this, Victor is not the scariest man out there. Not the scariest thing on this continent by far. The people he worked with before he started doing what we do now are like Siberian tigers. They are machines bred for death and destruction and mayhem. And they may come along once a generation, but they will sit and wait as long as it takes to get what they want. And when they jump, it is blood on the snow and in the trees. My my biggest concern, Emily, is <clears throat> the not the cost to create, but the cost of maintaining. What does that look like on a on a grand scale? No different than any I'm getting ahead of myself. And she kind of stops and she goes, Because of the way we worked in Berlin, this is your formal offer. You can come and work for us. And you can join the team and do real good in this world. Sometimes it takes doing truly awful things to make truly good things happen. And that is a sad, sad fact that it took me a long time to learn. You can only perform so many cardiac surgeries and you can only save so many single people on operating tables before you realize that the problem isn't a single person. The problem is the frailty of a human body, Cyril. We can fix that problem. Hey, Yitzhak and Tame. Yes. With a slow grinding, just... You are behind a grate and a wooden door at the end of a very long hallway. The floors are kind of a nice reclaimed wood. They've been refinished recently. Um, the hallway is lit. Just kind of that soft evening glow of, like, apartment buildings. You know, where... I don't know whether it's... Uh, just because the lights are so old in these buildings or that there's some wonderful switch that gets flipped at about sunset where they go, we don't need harsh lighting. Let's do nice mood lighting. And they bring it down. But it is softer and nicer in here. And you can see at the end of the hallway, a right turn. Um, and between them, there's a door. So you know that you are on the proper floor and you can see the entrance to Dr. Margaret's apartment. Uh. Small little knock. Hello? No answer. And then look around at all the other uh, apartments and make sure no one's like 
poking their head out or whatever. Nothing. You see, um, <clears throat> there is one other kind of door down the hall, but nobody moves. I'll try the doorknob. Oh, it's definitely locked. Um, but if you want to give me an infiltration check to try and get through. I spent one of... I spent two remaining points. What? Natural one plus two is three. <coughs> this is Xenix. Oh. Uh. <laughs> hmm. Um. This door is. It's a nice lock. It's got a better lock than you expected, and it's been a while since you've had to deal with newer locks. May I? Uh, may I give it a try? Oh, he gets it open. Oh, okay. Um, as you do, you've kind of got your tools into this lock, and you get it open, but you just, you hear it break inside. As you're leaning on it, maybe a little too much, you know? Maybe you're not paying too much attention to what you're doing, because you're just, because the Xanax has kicked in by now, really yeah. well. And you just feel it's kind of just, yeah, pick, pick, pick. <laughs> and the door swings open. And you look down, and you see there's just kind of a good little break right there. Right where the latch would click. Well, the door's open. Wipe nose. Let's go inside. Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. Do, 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 do. And we look for clues. <laughs> as you come inside. Sorry, I was flipping a page. <laughs> um, as you go inside the apartment, it is, again, dark. Lights are off. There's a couple of lights here and there. There's one in the kitchen. It opens up into a nice kind of open concept area. The living room, kitchen dining areas, all this one vaulted, beautiful area. It looks like whatever was a row of apartments have all been cut and knocked out to make this kind of large condo. On the wall across from you, you see two doors kind of offset from the middle of the room. Kind of one is closer and one is one's kind of off to a corner and one is in the middle. You've got these nice broad windows aside from you. It is a, it's a beautiful apartment. The floor is all done in a nice tile. The appliances are all stainless steel. Inside, it just smells clean, you know? It is very much, it's just a, a very nice apartment. Um, a very sterile environment? She, well, not sterile, but obviously she cares. You know, it's just someone who, who knows where they live, takes care of it, and handles it well. All right. In the middle oh. of the kind of what would be a living room, you know, you got a couch, you've got a small TV, and stuck against the wall, just softly glowing is a laptop just plugged in and sitting on a desk. As you make your way through, you look at all the windows. All the windows are unlocked, nice and open. You know, a couple are cracked for ventilation, even in September. That's where you are. Let me take a look at a few things real quick. All right. What if we put a note on the door that said, sorry, had to come in for emergency fixing of gas line. Will fix handle later. Management. I would like to ask exceptionally professionally as possible put on tiny little blue bag duties over my shoes so I do not make a mess in public. Oh, that's nice. Oh, oh. I, I, I brought gloves. I turned you for boobies. Oh, wonderful. All right. Exchange. Oh, they match. Look at that. Oh, that's, uh, that's serendipitous. And cheap. We both buy the cheapest. Yeah, no. I, yeah. Looking around, there's not much. You make your way to the bedroom. Nothing is off place. I mean, it really seems like a very clean... She keeps a very unassuming, she has a very unassuming apartment from what you can see. As you sit down to her computer, it's unlocked. It's sitting in her home. 
you can start going through kind of her general emails. Yeah, Yitzhak, you've got points in digital intrusion. As Tane, you start moving through and just checking everything. You don't see too much. Um, I want to make sure that everything I look around, I put everything meticulously back where I found it. I want you to make a check for that. And let me find out what it's going to be. Make an infiltration check for me. Okay. Um, infiltration or... Yeah, make an infiltration check. And let's just see if you can... Or conceal. One of the two. Ooh. Doesn't matter. I'm spent. Which one are you using? Uh, I will use uh, the infiltration. Okay. Five. Lucky. You feel great. Um, <laughs> you do a very good job. You're measured. You're staying <laughs> calm. It's harder than it would be. Um, because you're like, I mean, who really gives a shit what order these books are in? It doesn't truly matter. They're books. It matters that you read them. But these aren't your books. You got to make sure they go back where you got them. So you're pulling things out. You're sliding it back in calmly. Make sure that thing is exactly 90 degrees right where it was. You know, you pull out and you flip through a copy of Grey's Anatomy and you get a quick flood of, of medical school. And you go, that's not my problem right now. And you put the book right back. Hey, I would love to dig through her garbage. Okay. Um, while you're digging through her garbage, Yitzhak, you sit down at the computer um, and you find a couple of things. One are a lot of emails between her and uh, someone really only referred to as CS. And they detail going back at least a year, kind of in this email set, um, a transfer agreement. And it breaks down really simply to subjects will be delivered in good health via boat or plane to the labs outside of Tripoli. And it breaks down really quickly into some medical knowledge, um, some general just logistics, you know, if you're going to have this, you know, make sure these things are on board the boat, make sure we have this to make sure things, uh, every subject needs to be hit with this many milligrams of sedative, just little things that click in and you start to go, okay, this is, they're sedating people and keeping them sedated on a boat as they get them across. You've got enough, I mean, you've got points in medic, you understand what they're doing and how. It also says that if you're going to be transporting by plane, they give coordinates to the original airstrip. Medical personnel will be on site and available immediately. They drop briefly into, you know, fees will be covered by accounts deposited to an account in the Caymans. They give you a number and they start to drop that. I mean, there's, you get a good little bit of information. Do you want to give me a, I'll give you the opportunity for a little more if you want to do a spend. Okay. Spend digital intrusion? Yes. Absolutely. I will spend both points. I just spend one. Just spend one. A natural six plus one for Sam. Um, oh no, you're not gonna roll. Just spend. Oh, I spend one. We're we're learning these rules, yes. baby. We're learning yes. these rules. Um, but hey, good roll. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a whole different spate of emails that have been happening a lot recently. It looks like Doctor Margaret has been reaching out to kind of some contacts and friends with hers in Doctors Without Borders. And she's setting up a, in the next, it sounds like, you know, in the emails, the longest it'll be before she can start a stint with them is three months. But she wants to guarantee that she goes to northern Syria. With everything happening in Syria right now, it is important to get medical care to these people who are being just brutalized in this conflict. The civil war has been raging for so long. How can we get in? She knows it's dangerous. She does not care. It is important that, that she gets on site and is able to help. 
Um, and it seems like she's making good headway and will be there very soon. The other thing you notice with that is that there was a pretty constant back and forth with this CS in her email train for most of the year. In the past two weeks, there's been almost nothing coming back. She sent a couple exploratory emails of like, hey, just checking in to see if we have any updates. And there's been nothing. Not the biggest gap there has been in these emails, but it seems there's been a few more reaches out from her than usual. And she's still getting no response in the past, yeah, let's call it you know, 10 to 14 days. Well, Doctor, how do you feel about giving something? I mean, with enough, you know, UV protection, yeah? We might be moving on to warmer pastures there soon. Wait, am I going to hell? No, it's just stupid fire that don't hurt. <laughs> um, Tane, you are digging through this garbage, and it's like boring garbage. It's takeout containers. Someone Some likes the local bills. burrito place. You see, the only thing that really stands out amongst all of this, and it stands out pretty heavily, um, is an empty blood bag. That should this be a, in a biohazard bin. Yeah, this should obviously. be marked with a, with a biohazard label right on should, it. It should fuck? be double red bagged. Um, and it should it would not be in the standard home of anyone. Now, you've put empty you know, blood bags in your trash can, but you do back alley medicine. Um, hey, um, Isaac, and I just, like, I, I pull it up and just hang it. I'm like, I think our friend's on a date with a vampire. Strum. <laughs> the last thing she said was, we can fix that problem of frail human beings. And looked at you very earnestly. Can you give me, can you give me a surveillance check? Surveillance. I can. The least talked about night. It's the most seen, though. For, uh, an actual role, yeah? Yes, an actual role. Glad I did three. Four. <laughs> okay. You take a moment and you look around the restaurant and just kind of this beat that she gives you. And around you is Buller tucked far enough away. No one's eavesdropping on you. You know, this conversation has gotten very serious and very real to an extent that is reminiscent of the nightclub conversation. And you look around and, nope, you're good. You're good on that side. And as you stop and look at a small booth across the way, you know, not the, the length of the restaurant. It's not 40 feet away. But you see this kind of large Spanish man in a suit that's maybe a little tight across the chest. And he's trying not to. He's being very subtle. But he's got eyes that are just staring right over at your guys' table. He doesn't appear to have moved very much since you sat down. You can see what looks like a notepad next to him. And then if you want to give me a spend, I'll give you a little more. Um, if you want to give me a vampirology spend. Oh, hell yeah. Spend. Okay. As you sit there and kind of the corner of your eye, look at him and take a deep breath. His eyes, even from that distance, just kind of catch the light funny. There's glassy. There's just, he's a little out of it. You can tell by the way his kind of head sits and his eyes are. He's not staring right at you, but he's kind of just, just off to the side of you enough. And his food is untouched. You know, his, the ice has melted in his water glass. Um, his fork is clean next to him. His food has not been moved around. There's been no pretense of, I've got to eat this. The pretense stopped it. I'm ordering my meal. And he's just sat there. He doesn't appear to be a threat right now, from what you can tell. Uh, he's too far away. There'd be a huge commotion if he did. But you can definitely tell you're being watched. So he's not quite watching me. Um, He's not staring at you. He's doing that thing where... He's peripherally watching you, you know, through the corner of his eye. 
but yeah. he's staring just off center enough that he's getting a decent view of what's happening. And from where he's sitting, he can't really see Emily. I mean, he can see her back, but he gets he has a pretty straight on view towards you. Gotcha. Hmm. Cyril, I understand if you need to think about this. It's a decision I jumped at when I was young, but we can't wait too long. I understand that. It's a big deal to figure out, first of all, on accident, kind of what's going on in the dark. No pun intended. You'll get used to those. She kind of smiles a little bit, chuckles. Side note, a shiver runs up Yitzhak's spine as pun detection takes place. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, geez, just in the past week, I've seen things that I I feared as a child, let alone as an adult. I've been followed by, at least as far as I could tell, by bats. I've... I've seen true anguish in the eyes of people, if we can still call them that at this point. And again, my, my main worry, and I, I understand, much like everything else, there's sacrifices to be made. But at what point does that scale tip? At what point is one person worth the life of five, or ten, or fifty? How about six billion? Well, one for six billion seems like a lot. (laughs) It's six billion for one, really. I mean, amazing things are being done. And I have seen subjects run forever and jump and lift of not cars but i'm sure they could it's it is amazing what we can do with modern medicine and to be fair ancient nightmares there should never have been nightmares but how often does one need to sustain and consume to maintain that level of activity. Join me, and we can find out. Come meet Victor, Mr. Glidovich, and we can... What are you doing tonight? Well, I was hoping to have a very nice dinner with a lovely person. Maybe a couple drinks, and after that, I'm not sure. Well, um, we can certainly finish dinner, and... A drink. But if you want to, you can come see what we can do. And what we could all one day maybe do. At the risk of having to do something horrible. I feel like I've done horrible things for less. So, I think we can... I can at least take you up on that offer. Okay. Then let's finish eating. Um, We'll have a drink. And we'll go to the club. There's a meeting tonight that is, well, on the seedier side, it is, I suppose, on the crasser side. It's about cementing power. Um, But it's something that needs to be done to ensure a proper flow and to give us 
for the first time in a very long time, a true base of operations. I understand. Okay. Uh, and she smiles. She stops for a second. The waiter brings food, and you guys can sit down and start to eat. Uh, just before the food gets there, I excuse myself to the restroom. Of course. Oh, yeah! <laughs> gonna be badass. <laughs> This is both amazing and terrifying for my character. He does this. He's used to being the face, <laughs> not not the lunch. Ah, uh, so I turn my phone's location on <laughs> and shoot out a very simple text to. To the three amigos, uh, to Yitzhak, Tyson, and Tane, saying, tonight I meet L. And then I del- after I send it, I delete the message chain from my phone and slip it back in my pocket and go back out to dinner. Ooh. You guys get a nice little delete in your cell phones um as we cut back to the apartment you two are moving around Yitzhak you think you've gotten pretty much everything there is off of this uh, <clears throat> uh you've pretty much gotten everything there is off of the laptop uh Tane aside from the blood bag nothing is really interesting or catching your eye um let's see how about a quick scan for like easily uh, like like secret compartments like a heater vent that gets removed or a ceiling panel that gets shifted? Yeah, um, you start to make your way through. There's nothing. It doesn't seem like she's hiding anything. Um, as you get into her bedroom and you start to move around, as you go back behind a drawer. Um, you notice that kind of in her nightstand, back behind the drawer is just a small pistol. Um, not not shocking in the grand scheme of things. Uh, not necessarily the most legal thing to own by any means. But with what you know of this woman and the world you're running in now, it's only obvious and makes sense. Um, but no big hiding spots. Nothing else really seems out of the blue here. A very muffled version fire by the Ohio players begins to play in the room. I reach into my pocket hold my phone and see if there's a rifle handy. Doctor, we have to go find that boy. Go, go, Power Rangers! Wait, what? Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, no, I just got it! <laughs> I am gonna need... One of you two to make a heat check for me for this operation. <laughs> heat before fire, my friend. You go right ahead. But you're the fireman. Yes, but... All right, all right. Yeah, we're <laughs> hoping it's not fire. All right. <laughs> so just uh, just one d six. By the way, Yesik, I'm gonna need you to get behind the um the oven, and I want you to make uh, a break in the gas line and then fix it. Can do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna fix it. 
You can use any... If you can tell me a reason you can use an ability, you can use any ability in a heat check. To spend any general ability to spend heat points. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And we're covering up this... Uh... Uh, I, I literally want to leave a sticky note that that, that says in Ukrainian, <laughs> the uh, uh, had to fix an emergency uh, gas uh, leak. We'll fix later. Signed, management. Really, was that? Is that a bureaucracy? Maybe is that the disguise for your sweet outfits? Um, pr- preparedness, just for having the sticky notes. <laughs> Don't worry, I got this. If you could be prepared this for it because you have the form they use in this apartment building. Ooh, done. Yes, I'll spend one on that. Okay, uh, you have to beat a four because that's your heat score. Oh, let me spend two. <laughs> okay, is it? There we go. It's a five. It's a fucking five. There we go. Okay. Five. You just kind of reach in and you get it kind of pull out of you. This little pouch you've got, just a nice filled out form. You write in Cyrillic on it, slap it on her front door. You guys shut the door and make your way out. And you feel reasonably confident. No one has any issues. Nobody saw you. You've got no. So you take a deep breath as you make your way down to the bottom of this building. You don't see anything. Uh, you don't see any flashing lights, at least. But as you guys make it down to the bottom, uh, I do want to sense trouble check as you two make your way back out of the basement or you walk out the front door. I would like to make sense trouble check. Well, you're leaving the front door or the basement just so I can set the scene basement. a little bit. Okay. Out the way you came? Yeah, because there's garbage cans and stuff out there that can kind of block our view, I hope. Okay. Someone give me a sense trouble check. Okay. Yeah? Uh, five. Okay. You've kind of relaxed into your Xanax high a little bit, and you're starting to move, and you go, okay, I can still function. It's you know, it's only been ten minutes. You've got another I don't know, hour on this party before you start to kind of come back out, so you feel great. You get this god-awful smell wafting down the alley. It is it smells like rot and fruity cologne. Like, did someone spray Axe body spray on a dead animal? Oh, that's awful. Just talking about my high school experience? <laughs> I think we all went to Springfield High School, at least a little bit. Um, <laughs> and as you start to clock your head on all sides, um, what you see down on the other end of the alley, catching a glimpse from the streetlight down there on the other side of the block, you see two sets of eyes that reflect kind of flatly. Um, similar to how when you, like, have you ever shown a flashlight at a dog in the dark? Yeah, it's creepy. And the, how the eyes just go flat, like they're reflective, but they're flat. There's no depth there. You see these heads as they kind of move around and that happens. And they both kind of just ping it in your direction. And there's just this loping movement as these bodies just in the dim light. It's not bright. It's not pitch black. As these two kind of lumpy looking larger fellas just come loping down this alleyway at you. This has been a Role Playing Grenade podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Twitter 
at rpgrenadepod and on Instagram at roleplayinggrenade. Our intro and outro music was written and recorded by Stephen Hoshaw. Thanks again, pal. We'll see you next time, and until then, remember, when in doubt, raise the stakes.